I'm Maureen Natura, and you're listening to the Positive Fantastic Podcast. In this final episode of the third season of the podcast, I interviewed Hera Baird, the program manager for NCO's The Mendo Lake Food Hub. The Food Hub is a network that connects farmers and the goods they produce with grateful consumers who want to partake in fresh, local, and nutritious food. As a farmer myself, I feel really enthusiastic about anything that uplifts farmers and farming and facilitates access to fresh farm goods. The Food Hub does all of this and also provides a resiliency model for food access in the case of an emergency. However, I wanted to interview Hera and spread the news about the Food Hub primarily because I want more folks to utilize this resource right now. We have an abundance of amazing produce coming out of Mendocino and Lake Counties, and the Food Hub is the only organization that I'm aware of whose mission it is to facilitate the distribution of our local food resources around these counties. The Food Hub is doing its part by creating the infrastructure for this food distribution network. With a warehouse location in Ukiah that serves as the tangible hub for incoming and outgoing orders, and an online ordering platform to support you getting exactly what you want from the local bounty available, all that is needed is you. Home consumers, restaurant accounts, and others that buy from the hub are directly contributing to the local farm producers. Furthermore, each sale is keeping the hub operating. The more that local folks use this resource, the more that the hub can do to expand to even more products, services, and support for all members of the community. I don't usually have such a compelling call to action in the podcast, but I do believe that this kind of grassroots food activism is one very important way to lessen our carbon footprints, build up our local farmers, and support healthy living, which is a win-win-win all around. Not many folks that I talk to even know about the Mendo Lake Food Hub, so I'm hoping that you will give this podcast a listen and recommend it and the hub all around. Without further ado, here's the positive fantastic taking a look at how we can put fresh, local, and sustainable food production to the front. it deep and low, gonna make it fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, please bless these seeds I sow. Keep them safe on down below, till the rains come tumbling down. Pulling weeds, picking stones, we are made of dreams and bones. Spot to call my own Cause the time is close at hand Grain for grain Sun and rain I find my way in nature's chain I tune my body and my brain To the music of the land Inch by inch Row by row Gonna make this garden grow Gonna mulch it deep and low Gonna make it fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Please bless these seeds I sow Keep them safe on down below Till the rains come tumbling down Plant your rows straight and long Season them with prayer and song 
Mother Earth will keep you strong if you give her love and care. Oh, Crow watching from a tree, he's got his hungry eyes on me. And in my garden, I'm as free as that feathered thief up there. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. Gonna mulch it deep and low, gonna make it fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, please bless these seeds I sow. Keep them safe on down below till the rains come tumbling. Rains come tumbling, rains come tumbling down. I'm hanging out today with Hera Baird, who is the program manager for NCO's Mendo Lake Food Hub. Hey, Maury. It's great to be here. Always great to be with you. Hera, what exactly is the Food Hub? The Food Hub is, I would call it a combination of infrastructure and services that we provide to our farm community and our broader community at large. We aggregate and distribute all kinds of farm products from our area. Fancy word for pick up, pick and, up and deliver. <laughs> yep. We have cold chain infrastructure located centrally in Ukiah. We have a refrigerated fleet. We have refrigerated storage around the county, which makes it really efficient for our farms from all areas of Mendo and Lake to be able to drop off. We manage an online sales platform. That's a website you shop on like you would any other website. And we take those orders, we feed a pick ticket to the farm, so they're picking everything to order. Mm -hmm. That matches with our sales cycle, so they will pick, we pick up that same day that your food is harvested and we deliver the next day. Right, so it's really like a, a very local grocer. Yes, I would say a very local online grocer. We work with, we do offer home delivery, so delivery to your home if you're in the service area. Mm -hmm. And we also, provide wholesale opportunities for various restaurants, for grocery stores, and other wholesale opportunities in our community, like schools, mm -hmm. hospitals, awesome. any, anywhere that needs food. Which is everywhere. Yes. Everyone needs food. Exactly. So in 2015, the Food Hub started, the Mendo Lake Food Hub started. Yes. I don't know if it was Mendo Lake when it first started. There have been a lot of people and managers involved with building the food hub, gone through a lot of changes and management, and, then and it's evolved a lot since then. I mean, I feel like we have to really evolve with what's happening with our local and regional food systems, with climate challenges, mm -hmm. responding to producer and farmer needs. So it's been a really interesting ride. Right before I started as manager, we were in that COVID funding period, so we had a lot of money coming in to support our activity at the Food Hub. Now, as we all know, we're kind of post-pandemic, but still have those gaps in uh, food providing for our community. So we're working really hard to 
establish a strong marketplace, which benefits farms. We've applied for EBT, which is a way we can really meet our community in need, especially providing more access to community members who want to use the food hub and have access to all that really fresh, nutrient-dense food. Shouldn't, you know, just be for people who can afford it. This is for everyone. We're really into right. providing access. And we've developed a lot of different programs because um, the food hub has been grant-funded. So while it's been going, there have been these layers of projects folded into what the food hub's been doing. Mm -hmm. Right now, one of our grants supports its local food promotion program. And the program is boxes. It essentially is a local bounty box, and it's a way of promoting our farms, our local farms, really showcasing and highlighting our best in season. And that's a really wonderful grant that keeps most of our infrastructure funded. Mm. Another thing happening right now is we're trying to meet other priorities that are really becoming important to, you know, the whole globe. For example, climate change, California has enacted SB 1383. We have developed an edible food recovery program with a grant from CalRecycle. So mm -hmm. on the other side of things, we are kind of using the opportunity and I would say support from our paying customers to support activity, to support other community members who might not have access to food. So mm -hmm. It's a really circular food economy from the perspective that we are working directly with producers and picking up from farms all the way to uh, recovering food and being able to donate it to food banks mm -hmm. and other community organizations are in need. Again, meeting community needs and responding to what the needs in our community are. We've identified a gap in access for certain areas or individuals and we have a plan next year in 2024 to create a mobile food pantry as part of our edible food recovery redistribution project mm. so a lot of really good things going on i know there have been a host of amazing people involved in the food hub since it started in 2015 but a huge breadth of work that i feel like i can't even speak to in a way that gives credit and lifts up the work that's been done since I just stepped in and everything was set up amazingly like turnkey infrastructure it's been mm -hmm. was that in 2022 or what year did you join I just got there in April of 2023 so oh, you're yeah, new. I'm, yeah I'm pretty Fresh. new and it's been a you know April is kind of the beginning of season and it mm -hmm. was totally bonkers just Getting in head, head first, not knowing how anything worked or any of our systems or process. And, you know, all the produce starts coming in fully. Yep. Just had to get myself in gear and <laughs> get going. Yeah. But it's been really fun. We have a great team over there. Our crew is really dedicated to local food movement and supporting farms. So mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful um, community service and way of spreading our local bounty. So the Food Hub is uh, under the umbrella of the NCO programs, and NCO is one of the community action networks that was founded in the 70s, I want to say, I think. Maybe yeah, it really started in the late 60s, I want to say 68. Okay, yeah. NCO has a whole host of community action, community support programs like Head Start, 
which is like a preschooler program for kids or it is yeah. preschool education support we, for kids and families kids and families for example food hub worked with head start this year to order a special harvest box for the holiday time we had a lot of really amazing farmer produce come in and it was a great opportunity they had a little bit of funding to be able to buy some boxes from the food hub so we were able to work with their program to provide that foundational healthy food there's other programs like BUILD in Lake County, another acronym that I don't know what it stands for, but essentially the program is for at-risk individuals to learn construction skills while they are working on rebuilding homes, which will then house underserved individuals who have been waiting for getting into housing. Mm. So, and that's just, you know, two of the programs. We also have a family resource center on Scott Street in Ukiah mm -hmm. that just opened. Mm -hmm. We were also, Food Hub was also able to help them with a big order and distribution of boxes for the community that FRC is serving. That's Vision? Or? Yes, Vision. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole host of different activities and programs that NCO has been operating. And I am still learning how deep the roots run in the community and how many programs are under NCO. It's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. A lot of really good people. The more I learn about NCO, it's it's like I get more excited about it because I can see and understand like, oh, this is like, it's direct benefit. You see your work really helping the community and it, yeah. it's amazing. Totally. Yeah. And that is what it is about. That the mission statement of NCO is to be this community support network that is helping people in all kinds of different ways. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the Food Hub is couched in there under the kind of community wellness piece, right? Yes. So community wellness in terms of supporting our farmers, which is a big part of our community. We're yeah. lucky enough to be a production region and have all this open space and be able to farm. We're also supporting community wellness in working with underserved communities, working with food banks, working with tribal entities and individuals who have limited food access, especially for really fresh produce, mm -hmm. which were, you know, nutrition is a big part of some of the other programs. So we fold pretty naturally into some of those programs and priorities. Mm -hmm. And uh, being able to leverage things like our edible food recovery program to even broaden our service for the community. We have access to a lot of data that helps us know what is needed. And that's a really important part of what happens too, is making data-driven decisions and making sure our grants and our programs are really aligned with community needs and we're not trying to create things that don't work. It's, mm -hmm. We live in a really unique rural landscape and community and it makes it a little bit harder but it also is really beautiful to see people working harder together to make things happen mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's a really amazing organization to work for for sure i just think it's really phenomenal that there is this network of farmers and people that are involved in creating access to local foods. We live in California, which is you know, kind of the breadbasket of the world in some ways right now. And in Mendocino County in particular, there's all these people that have been farming for a really long time. And we have the, the skill set, we have the land as you spoke to earlier. And um, now it's just the distribution piece. And so the Food Hub has these amazing nodes, which are these different areas around the county where the farmers can bring their produce. 
and then it can get picked up from those nodes. So there's just this kind of network that's been established. So the infrastructure of the food hub is there. And it's really a question of like how to, how to keep flourishing in that, how to flush out more and more of that so that we really have all the things that someone would want to have could be provided in this really sustainable, really local network, rather than having your food trekked across the world, which is unfortunately the major system of food distribution. Yeah. I think one of the challenges we definitely experience with Food Hub is I feel like the average person doesn't know about our current food system. So working to change it is not only the work we're doing and putting in place operationally, but there's a whole lot of education and outreach that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest challenges we have is pricing. Everyone always says the Food Hub's really expensive. I don't know if most people realize what you buy at the grocery store is subsidized pricing. You're not paying living wage to the people who picked and farmed that food. You're probably paying for like corporate insurance and, you know, truck fuel coming up from the Central Valley. Food Hub is amazing because you know you're paying the farmer and you're paying the Food Hub. We keep our markup as low as possible so that we're able to keep things going and all the money we make just gets reinvested back into the food hub. Right. It's at cost because it's a non-profit, really. The the money that is coming in is being redistributed towards better infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah. And my hope is we really bolster and boost our production in both Mendo and Lake Counties because the interesting thing about the food hub and food distribution is we need to grow the marketplace while we're growing the producer network. Mm-hmm. Food hub can't survive without either end of supply chain. Yeah. So that is another big challenge in our community and something that is a really strategic exercise for sure. Mm-hmm. So I've spent the last 17 years more or less living on land where I grew a lot of my food, um, whether it be produce, vegetables, fruit from orchards, uh, olive oil that was, you know, from our olive trees, dairy, meat, kind of the whole nine yards. So dreamy. (laughs) So dreamy. And everything was stored in glass jars and you know, fermented in cellars and, you know, there was just a really different level of food understanding and food sovereignty that came with that kind of a lifestyle. Mm. So now fast forward, here we are in the present moment, I'm living in town and purchasing food at the store. And it's, it's really, it's interesting that we've come to this place in the modern era where you go to the store and you aren't relating to a farmer, you know, you're, buying a product that is on a shelf somewhere. And so one of the things I really like about the Food Hub is that it is kind of a more intimate closed circle around having a connection to the land and the people that are actually producing the food that you're actually eating. And there's all kinds of evidence scientifically even about the quality of soil health and the ecosystem that you're in and your body's ability to um, enjoy and uh, take nutrients from something that's in that same ecosystem. You know, it's like historically for most of human history, we ate food in a pretty small sphere. Yes. Very seasonal. (laughs) Very seasonal. You know, it was like, there was no greenwashing because it was like, literally, that was what we did. You know, it was just like, you eat the food that is available and the food was a really high quality. And so now we have a very different world of food. 
food industries, food distribution networks that are vast and in incredibly uh, reliant on fossil fuels in order to produce and sustain that level of production, whether it be with pesticide use, systematic destruction of the topsoil, whether it be the distribution end of shipping and everything. So bringing things closer in is a resiliency piece that I feel strongly about, especially having been, you know, my house burned down and it was like, I've been through some deep trauma. <laughs> and I think at this point, everybody else, having gone through the pandemic, is also kind of aware of how quickly, I mean, we like ran out of toilet paper, right? Like when right. distribution <laughs> is no longer relied upon, the resiliency piece is like, what can we do? What do we have now? What What's possible here? And so having things in place like the Food Hub allows us a level of redundancy at this point because we still have these bigger industries and infrastructures that are operating. But it's like, what if that goes away? Then we have this in place. And what a better time than now. Exactly. We are involved. The Food Hub is involved in the North Coast Food System Network of Networks. I always say that wrong. It's such a long The one. Network of Networks? Yes. Emergency <laughs> Preparedness Food System Network of Networks or something like that. All those words are in there. I just, maybe I have the order long wrong. <laughs> but one of the strategies we hold is those nodes are set up in various regions so that if we lose you know, 101 shuts down, we farmers can still deliver to those nodes, individuals can still pick up food there, we mm -hmm. still have food access during times of emergency. Mm -hmm. That's a big change that I think people, the government, we're starting to realize we've really built our food system into the opposite direction of sustainability. Yes. Mm -hmm. And during COVID, we saw empty shelves, no lettuce, no, you know, you could hardly get produce in some stores. And I feel like people have already forgotten that happened. And we have this luxury of going to the grocery store and just being able, I mean, I feel like if I go to the store, I'm like, wow, this is like hundreds of oranges and I can just pick what I want from this pile. But I also know in the back of my mind, those oranges were not grown sustainably. They were mega farmed in a place that probably doesn't even have water. Mm -hmm. And we've adjusted the landscape and are moving water around to make those oranges possible. Right. Either way, we do have a local citrus grower in Lake County. Yeah, yeah. So very excited. Tree. Yes, we can get some local um, citrus for sure. But it's resiliency and sustainability are really critical in the way the world is changing now yeah and I think the biggest challenge we have is it's expensive and we're doing it funded by grants and right. we don't have any guarantees for what the future holds for a project like Mendo Week Food Hub a big sustainability piece is, as I mentioned, creating the marketplace, making it easy for people to shop, making it affordable for people and providing access for people. Mm -hmm. And in terms of sustainability, you know, we've seen everything transitioning into e-commerce, direct to consumer, all that type of commerce. So bringing that to farms is really valuable. Mm -hmm. And you know, backing out the lens a little bit, for example, a company like Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos didn't have to build his own Amazon infrastructure. He used USPS, he used UPS, he used systems already in place 
to be able to further what he had envisioned for his business. We don't have that luxury with a food hub. We don't have giant trucks coming up from Sacramento that are going to help us go to farms and like get food. Like we're building this all ourselves. And right now I think all food hubs are struggling a little bit and kind of teetering on the edge almost of we're at this really difficult tipping point of scale. And it's, these are, I think are the years that land is getting way expensive and people are just buying up land left and right. That's something that, you know, the Mendo County supervisors are involved in is land access and that conversation with farms. Farming as a profession is kind of dying out because as we see in our mega farm model, it doesn't exactly lift up the individuals who are growing our food. Right. It's not respected as a really technical and challenging profession. So I know there's a lot of grant money out there to start beginning to change some of those general attitudes about food and farming too. So I think the state released a lot of money for uh, local food to schools. That's another way mm-hmm. that a huge subsidized you know, entity. And I think it's such a needed place to have better food. Absolutely. Whenever I think of, you know, the things that were served when I was growing up as food. Yes. I remember fries, cookies, <laughs> lots of ranch. I feel like pizza was in there. Pizza. In the yeah. Pretty much only processed foods. Yes. Like, I don't remember there being yeah. food that really was food. I don't either. Yeah. So, and, you know, getting local food in schools is hard, again, because schools are schools are used to a certain kind of systemic pricing, and that's how those mega budgets have been built for yeah. our school districts. And it's around the industry that currently exists. Exactly. Yeah. So there's all of that that we're trying to change with small things like the Food Hub. We're a team of five, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're just, like, going out against the world and, like trying to make a difference and it's hard work it's we have to be super strategic and I think one of the hardest parts about working within the parameters of grants and especially in our rural community is there's just no funding Mm -hmm. and infrastructure is incredibly expensive operating costs are incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. you know our grant funded fuel at a different cost than it is now it's like like yeah yeah that money's not going to go as far as we expected. So there's all kinds of systemic challenges uh, and regional challenges that are tied in with the broader local food economy. Mm-hmm. Something a lot of Lake and Mendo and Humboldt have been talking about is the need for a local slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. And to me, the challenge with that is making it a data-driven decision, knowing how many heads of livestock will be going through there for processing and then ensuring there's a sales outlet for all of that meat at the end. Like what's Mm -hmm. the point of building all these things and putting them in place if again, we're not also developing the market market. outlet Mm -hmm. that's affordable for people. And ultimately this type of food system will never be as cheap as what we see in the grocery. Mm -hmm. We do see grocery prices rising, which now Mm -hmm. we're a lot more competitive with, conventional grocery store which I think is pretty cool yeah because it's like hey we we, this is the cost like this is the living wage for food hub and for the farm and it's starting to even out a little bit yeah but just that solid access to food in our region is challenging and really expensive to build 
we definitely talk with other regions that are more populous, that have more money, and it's a lot easier to start building. In when they those. have the influx. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's always ways to find customers. There's more of an abundance of money for individuals who are shopping. So it's a completely different market and equation. Right. Everyone has a budget for food. Yeah. They have to. Exactly. Yeah. And another, I think, regional challenge is a lot of farms in our area are really, I would call them micro farms. Mm-hmm. We have a few farms in our area that are really oriented towards production in a way that they're able to support wholesale contracts mm-hmm. with restaurants or schools or grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And I really want to lift up the farming community hopefully with educating and understanding what it takes to be a production farm, if that's where people want to head with their business. Mm -hmm. Um, Working with small farms is incredibly expensive because, for example, if you think about the economics of, I'll take a box purchase we just did, for example, the two farms that I know are big enough to provide all of the kale for that box that we needed, which was like, I think, 180 bunches, uh, we're sold out because they already have restaurant contracts. They already mm. have grocery contracts. So then I was calling several different farms to fill that part of the order. <laughs> so when you get into the nitty gritty economics of it, obviously me taking more time to work with those three farms to go back and do the math, to negotiate the pricing is a lot different than one conversation with one farm who we've probably pre-negotiated the pricing. We've probably signed a contract on the delivery cadence and all that type of stuff. Right, right. So, you know, encouraging farms to grow in a way that is supporting the regional food economy and not, you know, further fractioning and making it more expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you know, everybody has their own business model. Everybody wants to farm their own way. And I have deep respect for that and how people want to engage with the land and farm. Right. And one of my goals is really helping farms understand how to continue farming as a profession and really advance the farming profession. And obviously a lot of that is meeting the marketplace. We've evolved so far with computers and internet and stuff that has nothing to do with farming, but has everything to do with the rest of the world. Thus now has to do with farming. Right. Today's PSA is about how you can join the Food Hub. Probably one of the most important parts of our conversation today, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think that it is, we live in such precarious times in so many ways. And so the background is like, why do we need the Food Hub? And now I feel like we've flushed that out really solidly. And now, now it's like, what do you do? So there are, like you spoke into the bounty boxes. That's a regular cadence. I liked that word that you used. There's a regular cadence to the deliveries of the bounty box and you can expect to get a box with seasonal produce in it every week. Every week. Yeah. And so that's the thing. You can also do individual orders for a one-off. You can do special orders of things that are available seasonally and then you can order a personal amount and so people can go to the website and Mm -hmm. see what's available and then they can place an order. Yes. And what's the website? The website is www.mendolakefoodhub.org. Solid. Yes, (laughs) that is our website for the Food Hub. There's a little button in the top right-hand corner that says Shop Now. And -hmm. if you click that button, it will route you to Local Food Marketplace, which is our amazing software. We could not 
survive without. But that is what will enable you to create an account and begin shopping online. The local bounty box, you can order it weekly or you can order it as a subscription and it just gets sent to you automatically. We also have a bounty bag, which is a little bit smaller for households that don't quite make it through all of the produce or they are looking for a different price point. And in addition to those kind of curated seasonal options, our farms directly list whatever they have available on the website. So you might be looking for a case of tomatoes during the summer that you want to can. You can buy all that stuff on Food Hub too. Mm -hmm. We've had tons of apples coming in, a lot of different varietals, but we have everything. You a lot can... of squash. Yes. <laughs> But generally, you can find pretty much anything that you would need for your cooking and groceries. We have bee pollens, we have honeys, we have oils, olive, olive oils. oils, nuts, all kinds of grains and beans. We work right. with Mendo Grain Project, who yeah. also works with the baker. So we have completely local bread that's baked by a local baker with local grain and local walnuts and all kinds of mm -hmm. really amazing opportunities. Um, we have teas and kombucha, all kinds of ferments, and I'm looking in 2024 to support even more of our food economy by um, starting to loop in businesses who have food products. Mm -hmm. um, Berry Farm is one that comes to mind. I love them so much, mm -hmm. and I'm definitely interested in um, the potential of, you know, selling some of Boomberry Farm products through Food Hub. Everybody mm -hmm. loves buying ready-made food online. I mean, right, right. Sounds amazing. Get my bounty box and some barbecue tofu and a burrito. <laughs> Yum. Right, right. Yeah. And so people can go and pick them up weekly. There also are delivery routes, and if you are on the delivery route, then they will deliver it to your door for an additional cost. Yeah, so our ordering period for home delivery customers, you can order anytime between Friday at 9 a.m., I want to say, till Sunday at 10 p.m. Depending on where you live in our counties, your delivery day will be Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So again, closing the sales cycle Sunday, farmers pick on Monday, and we pick up, and then everything starts being delivered right away. Yeah. And we do provide home delivery for customers who select that option. There is a fee depending on where you're located. Mm -hmm. We also have an option if you want to pick up at any of our nodes. We're able to just leave your produce and order at our node locations, and you can pick it up when it's convenient for you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in town like to do that, or, mm -hmm. oh, I'm coming to you, Kyle. Just pick it up at the food hub. Yeah. And that self-serve option is really nice. Like you kind of know, oh, my box will be waiting there. I'm going to pick up the kids and then go pick up the bounty box and make my way home. Yeah. And I think home delivery is also a really amazing opportunity for everyone. And especially, you know, we spoke with like a senior community that it's a little bit harder for everyone to get out to the grocery store. There's just a multitude of ways that I feel like this is a huge benefit for the community beyond just the amazingness of the food that we're able to provide mm -hmm. from these amazing farms. Totally. Awesome. So mendolakefoodhub.org, click on the shop online button and order Start anytime between Friday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And can you get it set up so that you have a recurring bounty box? Yes. So there is a subscription option when you log in to put your bounty box on subscription. You are able to pause if you go on vacation or out of town, mm -hmm. so we won't awesome. send you a box if you don't need it. Yeah. 
And our team is always there. I know sometimes the online portion of things feels daunting or, you know, you just want someone to kind of help you through it. Our team is always there to help. So you can always email us too at mendolakefoodhub at ncoinc.org. M-E-N-D-O, Mendo Lake Food Hub at N-C-O-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Yeah. One other thing that's amazing is the local people we get to work with, including you. I'm really excited that you signed on as one of our seasonal drivers for our super busy times. And I'd love to hear a little more about your experience working with Food Hub. Yeah, so I moved to town and I thought, what are the things that I want to do? And so one of the things that I thought would be fun would be to get more involved in the local food hub because coming off of being a farmer for so many years, it felt like, you know, if you're in town, how do you do that? And so I am growing as much as I possibly can in my backyard garden. <laughs> yes. And uh, getting to work at the food hub has just been really fun. I'm a substitute driver and kind of an extra help person. So I'm very much on the periphery and just kind of dropping my toes in, but I love farming and I love farmers and I love local food production and, and the enjoyment of, of having local foods in my home. And yes. And our and order just... packing on Tuesdays at like 5am. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so driving for the food hub is really fun because I get to go to the coast. You know, I mean, we live in Ukiah, but Mendocino County is this vast, amazing wilderness. And so driving out to the coast and back um, in, a, in a morning or in an evening, so for depending if it's pickup or deliveries, I just love that. I love being part of this community. I really, I feel like growing up here, I didn't appreciate how wonderful Mendocino County was until I left. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and now I'm like, oh yeah, it's so magical here. Mm-hmm. And And I have like a farming family. And so like farming is just really it's a huge part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And so getting to drop in with the food hub has been really sweet. And, and it's just really, you know, as, as someone who wants to see us thrive, you know, here at the podcast that I've created is called the positive fantastic. I want to see us win. You know, I feel like we struggle as a species at this point in time on the planet and having food resiliency networks and ways that we can nourish ourselves locally is so part of my utopia. So I'm stoked to be, you know, getting to work a little bit with the food hub and getting to have fun and, and just see something evolve and, and also know that it's there for us. I think that that's the biggest thing is that there's so many different parts to making our utopia, you know, and having food resiliency is a huge part. It's so daily a huge part because most people eat every day, you know? Yes. And so having having the food hub uh, I've been hearing about it for years but I just was so busy farming my own world I didn't really tap into it until I moved to town so it's been sweet to land in in a community of people who are really interested and invested in food access Hmm. yeah we're really happy to have amazing people like you involved with this project and there's a lot of heart that goes into this kind of work and we're really excited that you're a part of it yeah well thank you so much Hera for joining me and talking about the Mendo Lake Food Hub I'm really excited about 
food access and food resiliency and having this project here in Mendocino County, it's so great to have these things that are connecting people to the earth, connecting people to the place that we live in, connecting us as a society of people to have nourishing foods that are from our farmers in this area. Just really beautiful. Makes me really happy. Makes my heart really <laughs> big and like mm, yummy. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me and being a part of amplifying the message about all of these programs and projects and community works that are going on and how people can get involved and support. And it's really wonderful to be a part of this shared community vision for where, you know, how we can make this amazing place even better. Yay, yay. Mendo Lake Putin. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Positive Fantastic Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our third season. I'm Maureen Atura, and you can reach me by checking out my website, www.maureenatura.com. You can read about upcoming author events or sign up for the email list to stay up to date with the content that I create. If you go to www.maureenatura.com slash thepositivefantastic, you can link directly to any of the podcast episodes that have already been published and see short summaries describing each episode. I'm on social media, and you can follow me on Facebook on my page, Maureen Atura Author. You can follow me on Instagram at Author Maureen Atura, and you can follow my TikTok handle at Maureen Atura. Check out my channel at youtube.com slash to see a video of Harris showing off the Mendo Lake Food Hub warehouse and its refrigerated fleet of vehicles for aggregation and distribution around Northern California. To check out the Food Hub, get a bounty box or a bounty bag, or to make a special order, go to www.mendolakefoodhub.org and click on the Shop Now button. Special appreciation to Alice DiMaselli for her cover of The Garden Song at the beginning of the episode. It's been really lovely to have Alice as the featured musical guest for 2023 and season three. Big love to Alice for all the wonderful tunes and support for this podcast. For more info about her music, you can visit her website, www.alicedemoselli.com. This episode of The Positive Fantastic has been brought to you on the last day of 2023. And I do hope you'll join us in season four for more adventures in how humans can thrive. Cheers and may you be nourished. <laughs> <laughs>